0: nice and I'm your co-host Mario after party guys we got another poker field episode for you we're gonna combine the last two updates to bring you one giant episode but like I said it's poker field we got a lot to talk about so let's just go ahead and just jump straight into the talking points so Pokemon generations is on episode 7 now um, Right now they finally started Gen 3. So the first three episodes were dedicated to Gen 1. Second three episodes are dedicated strictly for Gen 2. Uh, With a lot of little surprises with the Gen 2 stuff, we got to to meet Silver. Uh, The Looker makes a surprise appearance again. That was pretty cool. We had an awesome uh, episode with uh, Lance and Dragonite. And uh, Gold makes a cameo appearance in that. What I like about these these little minis, man, it's like they're telling the story of the game, right? But they're telling them in these, uh from the perspective of other characters. So, you know, they added some stuff. Like in the first gen, obviously, they threw the looker in there, you know, having him hunt Giovanni down. That was pretty cool. Uh, in the second set, he's still hunting for Giovanni. And if you guys really remember uh, Gold and Silver, you remember that uh silver is the son of giovanni and they talk about basically that father-son relationship that they have which is kind of really strained like like apparently giovanni's a deadbeat dad and uh silver is doing everything in his power to not become giovanni that's pretty cool so you have the looker questioning him right as he's about to enter the pokemon league that was badass um this episode the one that just came out this morning was all about uh team magma uh uh, from gen three and you obviously have uh ruby you know going down to fight uh the magma grunts that was actually pretty cool so again i think this show just manages to keep bringing us excellent animation we're seeing things from the perspective of other characters like if you've been playing since gen 1 you know these stories inside and out. It's nice to see the perspective of the other characters. Uh, what were they doing? What were they thinking while you're running around and screwing up all of you know, Team Rocket's plans or Team Magma's plans. It's very, very cool. Uh, so that happened. Uh, we got some new trailers for Pokemon Sun and Moon. Uh, again, we're starting to see a little bit more of what Alola looks like in the animated world. Uh, in the latest trailer, we saw Delia Ketchum, Ash's mom. We see her and Ash going to the Alola region. So I'm wondering if they're actually moving to the Alola region versus, you know, vacationing. It makes sense that they'd be moving because Ash is going back to school. So it's just a matter of like, what are they gonna do in this series? Uh, Again, I'm still not a huge fan of the animation. The Studio Ghibli style looks like duty. So, yeah, we got a nice little look at it, though. I'm still going to watch the first few episodes, and hopefully, you know, it's better than it looks. Uh, After Party, you got anything to say about Generations or the Sun and Moon news that just came out? Uh, In the commercials for all the Sun and Moon, um, you know, all the Sun and Moon commercials have
1: that little Japanese boy who moves to, you know, Alola and befriends uh, the people there, and, and they've continued that story over multiple commercials to where like you had a falling out with with the um the uh, hawaiian kid or samoan um and you know and then they became friends again and you know like they he apologized and and so it, it you know it makes sense if if ash is actually moving there because the commercials are all about a japanese
0: kid moving to that area you know that's a good point, and what's really a little bit more of that tie-in is that uh, Ash is wearing the clothes from in-game. Uh, Ash has never really worn the in-game clothing before. He's always gotten an outfit that matched like that region, but in this new episode, in this new series, he's actually wearing the exact clothing of the boy from the main, you know, uh, from the game. And the Japanese boy in those commercials that you're talking about is also wearing that blue and white pinstripe shirt and shorts just like Ash and the in-game character are wearing. So that's a, that's a nice connection. I actually hadn't really thought of it like that, and then you just you brought more of it to my attention just now. That's so what that's I'm here cool. for. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm still, I'm, like I said, man, Generations is still blowing my mind. Um, really digging Generations. Uh, I, I kind of want Generations to be like the full-time anime because it, it's just so pretty, and it's 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 a lot more interesting to actually get like a story that's more closely tied to the games than the the traditional anime usually gives us. But let's move on to some some FGC news, man. Sizor is being added to Pokin tournament. Uh, yeah. At least in the arcades.
1: I'm excited. I mean, when I found that out, it was going to be Scizor. Um, you know, I, there had been rumors that he was one of them that uh, a lot of people thought it might be. But man, like, that's, that's so awesome. I'm excited because he's one of my favorite Pokemon. And, you know, I really hope that they come out with some of the DLC so that we can get uh, Darker Eye and Scizor uh, added onto to the Wii U version, but... Just knowing that, you know, we have him in the game now, it's great news.
0: Oh, man, I, I'm digging it so much. Uh, the gameplay videos and the trailer for Saizor had me extra hype. Uh, again, this is one of those things. I said it when the game first launched. I'm going to reiterate it because my prediction came true. Because these characters are exclusive to their arcades, Japan gets a leg up yet again, on new characters. So they're obviously playing with Eye right now. They've, they're building a banner for him. You know that somebody in Japan is learning Eye for, you know, the next tournament uh, that, that pops up. Uh, and that's bad. That's bad news because it's going to be a while. Now, I can kind of see why we haven't gotten those characters on the Wii U just yet. It looks like they're possibly holding off until they have a few to release as DLC instead of just one. Um, this is most likely paid for DLC when it comes to the Wii U. I for one would rather pay, you know, for a bundle of characters versus paying for one individual character. Um, things get a little awkward when you're paid for one character at a time. So if I can buy like two or three characters at a time, I kind of like that. Uh, again, I'm still, I'm going to gripe about the meta because that's an edge. Arcade players will definitely have a significant edge over players who don't, because now there's a matchup that we are going to be unfamiliar with. That is definitely not a good thing to be unfamiliar with a matchup. Well, you were definitely
1: right about Japanese players having an edge uh, at EVO, because the top two players in the world were both Japanese. So, you know, if... If they get Scizor in the arcade um, for, for too long, it will definitely affect the meta here in the States um, unless you're a New York player because I think you told me that at least they'll be able to play it in New York.
0: Yeah, the, the New York Dave & Busters is the confirmed test location for Pokken Tournament. Uh, they were supposed to be testing it out, and if the game – was really popular that they would move it out to more locations uh, as far as i was told that the game was always very popular but they st- have yet to move it out i think they actually instead focused their attention to tekken 7 which also got a uh, dave and busters release and they started moving that out because the last time i went to dave and busters we had tekken 7 Versus, you know, Pokemon Go. It's a strange. It's. I'm sorry. It's a shame because both games developed by the the same team, the people working on right. Seven, working on Pokemon Tournament. Um, you know, this is one of those things where it's like when you're building a meta, or when you're trying to build a community in the arcade, especially for an FGC game. Uh, looks like Dave and Buster's decided that the one that they were gonna play hedge their bets on. Was the established FGC franchise with Tekken? Uh, I'm personally, I'm in disagreement to that. I love Tekken, but you know, you, I kind of get bored of playing the same fighting games all the time. You know, I've been playing Street Fighter for years. I've been playing Tekken for years, Mortal Kombat for years. The nice thing about Pokemon Tournament was that, first off, it was a new fighting game, and second off, it was Pokemon. Those like those two things combined really drew me to the game. Um, on top of that, it kinda sucks. Like I said, like I know it's not gonna be a year before we get these characters, there never gonna be a, there's never gonna be a gap that big again like there was when the game first got launched to its Wii U launch. But you know more time is more time, you know. Right. That's longer and, to understand everything. The the arcade scene in Japan is
1: a lot bigger and um I, I've been to Tokyo, and they, ha, they have like, you know, seven-story arcades where each floor is like a different genre of gaming. It is like gaming heaven, and this isn't like a special arcade. I, I walked into an arcade that was, um, I think it was somewhere near Shinjuku, but it wasn't like a, like a, a, a special arcade. It was just that's how they do it there. That's that's just a normal arcade in, in, in Tokyo. And so their arcade scene is huge. And in, in Pokin, it's definitely important in developing the meta. So it's good that at least uh, some of the New York players will be able to um, not fall behind. But yeah, if Dave & Buster's don't bring it to other locations in other states, um, it's, it's going to hold American players back um, really, Nintendo just needs to come out with the DLC content because um, this isn't going to be a big issue as long as it comes out within the next month or two. But the longer we have to wait for to use these characters, the more it hurts um, American players if they have to, you know, if they have matchups against these characters because they're not going to be used to them. So um, hopefully
0: we don't have to wait too long you know especially now that you know evo picked it up this tournament season and potentially could pick it up for next tournament season and now that pokemon world championships are you're playing for money now those tournaments used to hand out scholarships now there's cash prizes for entering into you know the pokemon tournament uh nobody wants to compete at the highest level of a game and feel screwed because they had a disadvantage from the beginning like
1: right it's it's so that, not like smash you know where smash is not in the arcades pokken is is a lot more of a traditional fighting game so you know we need to make sure that uh if we don't have it in the arcades, then that we at least have the dlc
0: yeah now that being said i'm excited about the uh the addition of Sizar man just just an all-time favorite pokemon of mine uh, can't wait to get my hands on the character, you know, even if I don't end up adopting it as a secondary or a primary, it's still going to be nice to learn the character learn the matchup so that it's something I'm aware of when I'm competing.
1: Yeah. And I was watching the footage, the gameplay footage, and he looks good. I mean, he, he looks like he's, you know, fast. He's got a decent amount of projectiles Looks pretty powerful up close. He looks like he's gonna be a beast. So yeah. I can't wait to get my hands on him either.
0: Yeah, he he reminds me a lot of Blaziken, but you know, minus Brave Bird. Alright, so let's just go ahead. Let's uh let's talk about Pokemon Go a little bit. So there have been two updates in the past week. Uh we finally got the the new uh the new battle system or the new the new prestige system added to the game. And then we had another one for minor bug fixes. And the last update also uh, made it so that your medals became useful. So you got plus two for, if you have a, have a, a silver medal, you get plus two, making it easier to catch that type of Pokemon also makes the spawning more frequent for that type of Pokemon. Uh, very interesting uh, in in theory uh, in practice hasn 't been so useful in my opinion uh, the prestige system that that 's new, so you can now battle with up to six Pokemon when you are building prestige at a gym uh, after party, what are your thoughts on on the new prestige system
1: so of course, right as i 'm trying to develop a a little uh, series for how to build prestige, Niantic goes and changes it so now I have to change it uh, but the good news is. I don't have to change it too much because the formula is still the same. Um, And I know a lot of people are confused about how it works, but it's based on the highest CP Pokemon in your team of six. So you you have to kind of meticulously pick each Pokemon because uh, every Pokemon that you defeat, it doesn't matter if you use... um, the the Pokemon on your team with the highest CP or not, that's what's going to base all of the prestige is going to be based off of that. So if you have um, a 2000 CP Dragonite um, on your team and all the Pokemon in the gym are, are only 1500 CP, even if you don't use that 2000 CP Dragonite, just the fact that he is in your party means that, you're not going to get a lot of prestige. So you need to make sure that, um, you know, if like if you're in a gym um, where most of the Pokemon are pretty close in CP, like if they're all around, you know, let's say they're all around 2000, then you want to make sure that the the highest CP Pokemon on your team is only about 18 or 1900 so that you can get at least 500 or more prestige points for every Pokemon that you defeat, um, but with that said, I do like the new prestige system. It's like, it. At first, I was on the fence, but um, you can build up prestige way faster. It's so much better, and it will save you on potions and revives because if you are battling a Pokemon and you get knocked out you don't automatically fail you can you bring in a second one to defeat it so then you don't you're not you're never going to battle and just not get anything with when when you have six pokemon to choose from so it's it's pretty good i really like the new system and then as far as the medals are concerned i'm i'm kind of with you uh i have noticed that it does help a little bit in catching Pokemon. I mean, I've mostly just been catching Pidgeys and Rattatas lately to grind out. So for for another mass evolution. Which, by the way, the uh, I timed the the, the new uh, like evolution animation. This is not like an official because I just did it like once on my phone just to see around what how long it would take. And it's about um, I think it's about like 18 seconds, which a lot faster than uh, it was previously. So you're going to be able to get in a lot more um, Pokemon during a a mass evolution.
0: Yeah, I thought that's interesting. I still haven't done a a mass evolution to figure it all out, but definitely interested in that. Uh, I did have a lot more... uh, I had a lot better spawns than I'm typically used to seeing in my region, Uh, although I didn't really feel the uh, the effects of the the catch rate going up so i have a plus three for grass type pokemon um uh, i have that metal for plus three a venusaur spawned today uh so i'm like oh snap venusaur haven't seen a venusaur on the world let me stop and catch it and you think with a plus three stat when you throw an ultra ball at something it would make it a lot easier now that thing popped out of the pokeball one throw fled so I'm like, awesome. That doesn't work that well. So, well,
1: at the end of the day, it's like, it's almost like an aesthetic change because it really doesn't ch- change the, the gameplay experience a whole lot. And I feel like Niantic is just becoming like Apple now. It's like, oh, for our new iPhone, we have decreased the width by one millimeter. And everyone's like, ooh, I got to upgrade. And that like Niantic is coming out with all these, you know, features. Like, guess what guys? Now we have the buddy system. Oh, and your medals will help you catch Pokemon just by the number that you've caught. And it'll help increase your chances. And everyone's like, well, where's the tracking system? Yeah. Like, come on, like, you're not coming out with the big features that everybody wants like trading. And there is a tracking system out there um it's geographically locked to the San Francisco Bay area i don't know anybody from that area that's used it so i can't say whether or not like they're they're actually using a good uh tracking system but i mean come on you know this game uh winter is coming in real life and people aren't going to want wander around aimlessly in the cold for Uh, pokemon like like they would in the summer i know for i mean tampa it's not going to be you know much of a thing because florida's great in the winter but i'm just i'm just i'm disappointed like these new features are kind of annoying because it's almost like they're just ignoring the fact that we don't have trading we don't have a tracking system like what the hell
0: yeah i agree um Back to the back to the prestige system for a while. I was having a little bit of fun with that the other day. Uh, so I took over a gym and then I started battling. I dropped off a Dragonite there uh, just to see, just to see what it was like. And then I, uh, you know, put in a team and I was building about thirteen hundred CP uh, prestige points at once. Uh, I was able to build it to a level five gym in about ten minutes, which is faster than I've ever built prestige on the old system. And the old system, once you hit like the, you know, the level, you know, the level four prestige mark, that's where it gets a little bit more difficult to start building prestige on your own. Uh, at that point, you really want to start doing it, you know, either with a group or at least one other person. So it was definitely cool to, uh to build the prestige because it's going up so quickly, especially I can see that being really useful once you've hit like, level eight where it's almost impossible to build prestige by yourself so oh. bu- yeah building it up at like thirteen hundred percent at a time yeah you, know, you battle that gym like three or four times and you you've hit that next level
1: well uh it's just it's nice because I mean I was building once I understood how it worked I was building prestige by like two or three thousand prestige and uh it actually gets easier the more pokemon are are in the gym if it's harder if there's only two or three Pokemon because then you're kind of still building it like you would have built it uh, the old way. But the more Pokemon you have to defeat, the more you can get. And, and it also, it doesn't uh, penalize you so much if somebody on your team decides to drop off a Snorlax at the bottom of the gym because you know prior to this update, there are certain pokemon you don't want to put at the bottom of a gym uh, snorlax is the worst one he is the hardest one to type match uh, type match against and you know he's so tanky that like if if you have a teammate that puts him at the bottom of the gym it's just um, it's really difficult to build, build prestige yeah,
0: the on best that way but now it's snorlax what the best way is basically to use another snorlax
1: right um but you know you don't like you it's hard to get um you know a thousand prestige points on a Snorlax I don't think I've ever done it but now it's not a problem because you can you know use something to beat that Snorlax and then you move on to the rest of the Pokemon in the gym and everything is great so that was I love the new prestige system
0: yeah i agree so guys pokemon go this is officially month three with the game um so let's go ahead and hit up our stats real quick i am currently at level 28 uh i have seen 137 out of 139 now i want to call foul on 139 it should only be 138 but apparently, I battled a Pokemon at a gym that I hadn't caught yet, so the game penalized me for that, because I saw a Muck at a gym, and the game decided, hey, you've seen that now. I'm like, no. So yeah, that's messing with me, so I went ahead and made Grimer my buddy Pokemon so I can go ahead and combat that that negative aspect of the last update.
1: I don't have a problem with it.
0: That's annoying. I don't like that. Uh, like I said, Grimer is currently my buddy Pokemon, and guys, I have had a rough couple of days. I only have one gym left. After Party, what about you, man?
1: All right, so I'm still level 30, probably going to be level 30 for a while. I didn't play the the game for a little while because of all the bugs. I was, I was tired of everything crashing on me, so... Um, I, I wasn't playing the game that much, but the new updates seem to have fixed, um, most of the bugs, not all of them, but, uh, I haven't had so many problems with it right now, so that's good. I have two gyms, It's better than last time, when I had zero, and <laughs> for the first time ever, I have more Pokemon than you do. I have 138.
0: Yeah. You finally got to that point, but you, you maxed out your level a lot. You, you leveled up a lot faster than I ever did. Cause I'm yeah. still sitting at level 28, but I don't do a lot of mass evolves.
1: Well, I was on the grind for a while, but, uh, level 30, man, it's, it's tough. I'm going to be at level 30 for a while.
0: <laughs> All right. So I have a question. So now that we're sitting at the three month mark of the game, uh, a lot of the craze, portion of this game has died down pretty significantly uh even though the game is still very popular i still see people playing it every day there's not a day that i go out and i don't see somebody playing the game but now that we're in month three and because there is a big drop off was the drop off in your opinion preventable by niantic was there something niantic could have done to have kept this game a little bit more fresh of course.
1: I mean, the drop-off, to an extent, is it's always going to happen because you can't maintain that level of, you know, uh, hysteria over the game. But Niantic could have kept more active players had they just give, given us a tracker, you know, a tracking system. That's, there are a lot of features they could have added to this game to make it better but um that is probably right now the the biggest complaint from uh pokemon go players
0: i don't know if it's just the tracker itself i think it's the tracker the tracking system is obviously bad um but i definitely think it has more to do with you know like we said last time the trifecta not being present
1: oh yeah no there's there's definitely more than one reason it's just um i think right now i think the tracking system is probably uh the biggest reason that people haven't or people might have abandoned abandoned the game but uh you know initially i think Battling was probably the biggest reason people really wanted one on one battles, but now we've been without a tracking system for so long. It's, I mean, you're right, though. It's definitely its the trifecta. Like, they, you know, if they had trading and one on one battles and uh, a good tracking system, we would have more active players. It would have dropped off, but it wouldn't have dropped off as much as it has.
0: Not necessarily Pokemon Go related, but something that we can, you know, make some kind of correlation between after party you had a brought to my attention a story that came out the other day or was it this morning uh about super mario run
1: oh yeah so um super mario run already has 20 million ios users who selected that option to get notifications when the game was released um that's pretty huge 20 million people and that's only on one operating system you know that doesn't count android users who are interested in the game and um you said the android version uh, is coming out in january
0: well they said at least it's coming out in 2017 they didn't actually throw out a specific date um but that's less than half the mobile market seeing as how ios is no longer the largest smartphone install base android has the largest install base for for smartphones um now there are a lot of ios users mind you but Android has the larger install base because they have, you know, multiple types of phones.
1: Well, we'll see what happens after this whole Samsung debacle, because I don't know if you heard, but the uh, they've banned Note 7s from from aircraft now. You can't have it in your check baggage. You can't have it on your person. And you can't have it in your carry-on. I forget what that organization is called. It's like the Federal uh, Transportation something. But they... They came out with it and it, it goes into effect October 15th, which is tomorrow. So that that's going to affect a lot of people.
0: Well, I mean, they did a mass recall on this device. I mean, Samsung does make a lot of Android phones, but the cool thing about Android is that it's not just limited to Samsung. I mean, obviously Google makes their own devices that optimize, you know, their operating system Uh, you know, LG makes Android devices. Uh, there are a crap ton of Android devices. Uh,
1: right, that- I know, I know, I'm just, but, um, but yeah, so it's a big deal that there are 20 million iOS users who are interested in the game.
0: Yeah, and- what I think is cool about it though is it's like 20 million on iOS. It's going to be interesting to see how Mario fares on mobile compared to how Pokemon fared on mobile. Like what is going to be, because this is our first, real Mario game on a on a smartphone, how is it gonna fare against Pokemon Go? How what are the numbers gonna look like? Is it gonna be comparable? I mean twenty million users right off the bat, just selecting for like, you know, the pre the notification of this game is out. That's a lot. So it's it's gonna be it's almost like a head to head which yeah. game is better.
1: Um and I am an IOS user so I will be getting that game in January. Um you will be waiting until twenty seventeen,
0: unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I I I'll be patient, but I'll enjoy the freedom of my Samsung Galaxy S seven versus not having a headphone jack.
1: Oh, I don't have an iPhone seven. I I have the six, so <laughs> same. But uh,
0: well, then anyway, I will, enjoy, I will enjoy downloading my music onto my phone much more easily.
1: I don't think it's fair to compare uh, an endless runner necessarily to Pokemon Go. I mean, they're both mobile games, but it's it might not be Mario's best showing. Um, but it will be interesting to, to see um, how many people download it. There's also the, the difference between the two in that Pokemon Go is free. Uh, Mario, you're going to have to pay for So a lot of people... Um, May, I don't think it's going to reach the numbers Pokemon Go for multiple reasons. But I, you know, when you have 20 million people on iOS, that doesn't even count all the people on Android who, who are interested in this game. It's going to be huge. It's going to be a, a big success for Nintendo. But I mean, as to how big, we'll see. I think, like we uh, discussed in one of our earlier episodes, um, we both agree that this game is going to definitely be a high quality game. Because it's got that Nintendo seal on it but I think the price point may determine some of its success so we will see what they actually want to charge for it
0: yeah I mean it's still gonna be pretty cool because uh, I did a little bit more research on it so the way the game is coming out it's gonna have it's, it's basically gonna operate like DLC so you're gonna get like a few stages for free you know you know the first taste is free right uh, and then, you know, if you like the game, then you pay to unlock the rest. It's a one-time fee. So it's, it's literally operating on the DLC uh, the DLC ideology. Uh, uh, whereas Pokemon Go uses like the Candy Crush pay-to-play model where it's like, or free-to-play model. So, you know, however much money you want to invest in Pokemon Go will determine certain levels of enjoyment with the game. Um, that being said, I've, I've spent way more money on Pokemon go than I ever intended. And I refuse to pay another dime for this game until I get certain things, uh, which is, which is where I see Mario having the advantage. Like I've spent $30 real money on Pokemon go. And that's, you know, that's only gotten me marginal. Like, uh, I've only gotten marginally better because of the money I spent. In game versus okay. I'm going to drop, you know, anywhere between a dollar and $10 to unlock Super Mario run and I can play to my heart's content without without barriers without limits that I'm cool with that. No you limit. Know? So, you know, it is what it is. It's like I said, I do think it's going to be interesting to see how these games do head to head. So I would love to see like the first week numbers. For Mario versus the first week numbers for Pokemon Go, and just see like who had that like better launch who which 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 game launched better um, even if they only do a fraction of the uh of the people who are willing to pay for versus the people who just download those free stages it's still going to be interesting to see like what those what the what the percentage is between the two. Uh, That being said, Pokemon Go has made a lot of money, so can Nintendo's actual first real mobile game match that? That's going to be the real question. But guys, that's the news for, you know, this week. What we're going to do real quick is we're going to take a quick break, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Pokemon Sun and Moon, and there's a lot to talk about, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: What's up, guys? We're back. I'm your co-host, Mario Afterparty, along with Nice1983. And we're going to get right into these last two trailers for all your latest Pokemon Sun and Moon news updates.
0: Yes, yes. So as he said, we had two trailers to cover this time. Um, There was a lot of cool information in both of them. Uh, So let's just start with the evolutions for the starter Pokemon because some of them are cool. Some of them are not so cool. We'll go ahead and we'll start with Brionne. Uh, Brion is the pop star Pokemon. And right off the bat, I hate it. I hate it. Just just the category pop star Pokemon makes me hate it. Uh, obviously it's a water type. It has the ability Torrent. So here is the description for Brion. Brion learns its dances by imitating the other members of its colony. It sometimes even learns dances from humans. This Pokemon is a hard worker and pours itself into its efforts until it has memorized each dance. As it dances, Brion creates balloon after balloon. In battle, it first sends its opponents into disarray with its dancing and then slaps balloons into its targets, causing the balloons to explode and deal damage. Brion can dance in perfect time with others, even if they have only just met. On moonlit nights, you can sometimes see throngs of Brion dancing as one in perfect fluidity. Brion always acts cheery and positive even when it's feeling sad. This Pokemon doesn't allow its sorrow to show. It's said that Brion will only reveal a sad expression to a Pokemon or trainer to whom it has opened its heart completely. I hate this Pokemon. I hated Smart. Pop Leo, and I hate Brion. Anything to say on the matter, brother? Nope. <laughs> it's just awful. It actually looks a lot more effeminate than it did in its previous evolution. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if you picked Brion that you only get a female. All right, uh, moving on to the next Pokemon. We have Toracat, man. You want to go ahead and get into Toracat for us?
1: All right, Toracat. The bell-like object attached at the base of Toracat's neck is a flame sack, an organ that can produce flames. Torracat's emotions cause a rise in the organ's temperature, and when the organ spits flames with the high, clear sound of a bell, Torracat attacks using the flames emitted from this bell. torcat's mane serves as an excellent sensory organ, and can, there's a lot of organs going on here, and it can sense what's going on around it, even in the dark. It can also detect the presence of hidden enemies. Torracat has a great love for battle and will attack so relentlessly that its opponents lose the will to fight, and yet it sometimes behaves like a spoiled child in front of trainers or Pokemon with whom it has built up a relationship of trust. The cat punch that this Pokemon can dish out with its strong forelegs is extremely powerful. It can bend iron bars, and knock out large men with a single blow.
0: Okay, so flame sack. Let the sex chokes it, begin. It's an organ. It says it's a
1: it's a sack. That's an organ that spits flames when there is a rise in its emotions.
0: Its balls are on its neck, okay? That's Well, not only that, but it has a penis at the top of its head. Yeah. um, I still like it, though. You can go ahead and start all the sex jokes you want right now. Um, That being said, I really like this. I'm not going to lie. It reminds me of Garfield. Like, the moment I saw this, I was like, oh, my God, it's Pokemon Garfield. I love it. I was already going to go ahead and pick uh, it's, you know, it's pre-evolution, but I'm definitely – Litten. I was going to pick Lytton. I am more excited that this is the evolution for it because it looks it looks awesome. Can't wait to uh, start training one of these. It also has the ability Blaze just like Lytton did before it, so no change there. I'm liking it, man. I'm really liking it. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to the next. Ah, uh, tricks, or as I like to call it, Leonardo DiCaprio Pokemon circa 1996. Dartrix is extremely sensitive to others' presences in the area and can detect opponents behind it and throw feathers to strike them without even seeing them. This Pokemon conceals sharp bladed feathers inside its wings, showing astounding precision as it sends them flying in attack. And it goes beyond propelling its blade quills in simple straight lines. It can even bend these feathers to change their trajectories. Revealing a certain snobbiness in its personality, Dartrix cares a great deal about its appearance, grooming its feathers in every spare moment. In truth, it's also a bit of a bird brain with a tendency to bungle things up. Once it makes a mistake, it sometimes gets into a desperate struggle to gloss over the situation and ends up and ends up making a bigger mess than ever. At times, this Pokemon feels so bothered by its dirty or ruffled feathers that it can't focus on battle. When it loses its focus, it sometimes even retires from the battle on the spot. It's up to each trainer to help Dartrix overcome this troublesome stage. If this Pokemon is with a trainer who helps it through, its strength will grow hugely. So, this Pokemon is legit going through puberty. It can't stop touching itself. (laughs) And it looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. Enough said. Anything to say on that one, bro? Nope. This generation of Pokemon is... I'm you know, not even going to say it. Not going to say it. Start your puberty jokes, people. Start your puberty jokes. All right, so those were all from the last trailer. Let's move on to some of the cooler stuff from this trailer. So we uh we got some evolutions for some Pokemon we haven't seen in a while.
1: Well, I will <laughs> go ahead and uh, start us off because it is Steeny who evolves from Bon Suite, the Calyx on Steenie's head is harder than Sweet's, so Steenie no longer worries about being stabbed by other Pokémon. That is some dark shit, okay? <laughs> Bonsuit, this Pokémon may have preferred to run away from others, but now Steenie and other Pokémon can play together. Upon evolving, this Pokémon's fragrance becomes even more delectable, but also gains a tomboy-like personality. Living together with one is quite the ordeal. As it moves around, it spins its calyx, striking nearby objects, but Steeny couldn't care less. Steeny unleashes combo moves using the calyx on its head and its hard legs. First, it smacks opponents with the calyx on its head, and when the opponent flinches, it lands a whacking great kick. That usually does the trick.
0: <laughs> oh, man, dude. Uh, I'm liking this Pokemon. Uh, it's nice like to know that, uh, you know, long enough. I'm sorry, a bone sweet survives long enough. It'll become semi-useful. Uh, that being said, Steenie does evolve one more time into Serena. All right. Serena has the nature of high class nobility. Any Pokemon or human that approaches it with evil in mind will be punished forthwith. It even turns its fearsome glare upon its own trainer if the two of them are not fully in sync, or if its trainer orders it to use a move that will be ineffective. Only the strongest of Steenie are able to evolve. When this happens, the Steenie evolves with the blessing of other Steenie. It then uses its strengths to protect the Bone Suite. Serena is a high-kicking virtuoso. It has honed these skills beyond the level it achieved as a Steenie. it attacks with graceful movements at the same time. Its fragrance mesmerizes opponents, dealing them with a secondary attack. Trop Kick is a move that only Serena can learn. It lowers an opponent's attacks by showering it with blazing hot kicks in a style similar to that originating from tropical countries. It's said that this Pokémon loses its strength if touched on the crown-like protuberance on its head. Some Serena have the Queenly Majesty ability, which no other Pokemon has previously had. The effects of Queenly Majesty are so intimidating that it prevents opponents from using priority moves." Again, this is one of those meta-breaking moves that we've discussed a lot when we talk about a Pokemon Slanted move. All right, so that's the description we have for Serena. Uh, the next Pokemon we have is going to be Rabombi. So after party, go ahead and hit us up with Rabombi.
1: All right, Rabombi, which is the evolution of Fly. Uh, collect flower nectar and pollen to make into balls known as pollen puffs. These serve as food, and what's more, they can also cause effects like paralysis or dizziness. Ryombi may use puffs to strike their opponents during battles. Some of the pollen puffs that Ryombi make also have relaxing effects or can relieve tiredness. These are distributed around the Alola region as high-priced supplements. Ryombi hate getting rained on. They're covered with fluffy hairs that hold the pollen they've gathered, and the rain makes them wet and dirty. Alolan people know that if Ryombi are busily visiting the
0: fields of flowers, you can be sure that the fair weather will continue. I kind of like this one. It's I, it's definitely, I think it's actually cuter than Cutie Cutiefly. Um, it's nice to have another bug Pokemon, especially one with the, that dual fairy typing. I, I, I still, I'm liking, a lot of these new fairy, dual typings with the fairy definitely that, you know helps out some of these like lower tiered Pokemon.
1: Yeah, I like the design. It looks, uh, it does look cuter than Cutie Fly, and um, although it does look a little bit um, frail, like even though it's an evolution, uh, it doesn't appear to be much stronger.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Actually, if anything, it might look weaker than its previous one. All right, so the next Pokemon we have is Hakamo'o, which is the evolution of Jangma'o. So when a Jangma'o evolves into a Hakamo'o, it breaks from its fellows and begins to live on its own to train itself. Wherever it can find a Pokemon to battle against, it seems to appear. Hakamo'o dances before battle to show its strength, clanging its scales together to make them ring out. When this dance reaches its climax, Hakamo'o bellows a fierce war cry to challenge its opponents. Its scales make for fine armor, so Hakamo'o doesn't worry about self-defense as it makes multitudes of strikes and overwhelms its opponents. But as a result, its scales often become damaged and get torn off. They grow back immediately, so this does not cause Hakamo'o undue concern. In fact, it views the number of scales lost as proof of how ferociously it has fought. And it brandishes its bared arms in boast of victory. I like this design a lot. It looks but good. It's definitely a fierce looking Pokemon. So it evolves, man. That's right. It evolves into Komo'o. At the end
1: of its harsh training, Hakamo'o evolves into this overwhelmingly powerful form. It returns to the land of its birth where it watches over Jangmo'o from a distance. There is a legend that says Komoo is covered in glittering scales in order to drive away the great darkness covering the world. The reason these Pokemon seek out battle is to gain the power needed to defeat this darkness. When it detects someone approaching, this Pokemon rings the scales on its tail to announce its presence. It has no desire to battle against weak Pokemon. Komoo's greatest move is the uppercut. It swings its arm up from below in a punch of great skill and force sending its foe flying into the sky. By raising its arms aloft, it can generate a force powerful enough to change the face of the surrounding landscape. Clanging scales is a move that only Kamo'o can learn. It scrapes the scales covering its body against one another, attacking with great clamor. After using this move, Komodo's defense is lowered. Uh, first, I just want to say that's like the best description ever. Yeah, um, yeah. it's just It's um, design looks amazing. It looks, it looks awesome. It's it really probably going to be incredibly powerful. So in previous um, trailers, Nintendo has, you know really focused a lot on the abilities of the pokemon but now we're also getting exclusive moves that you know uh moves that only you know that pokemon can learn so that's also another interesting addition to um what is already looking to be a very complex and strategic battle system for sun and moon
0: so looking at komo's design um... Its design is really heavily influenced on uh, traditional Hawaiian culture, especially like the the native culture of Hawaii. So, it's in the head is what really drew my attention to this Pokemon. It it has a very tradition. The scales on its head form a very traditional looking headpiece. So I looked I looked it up on Google, and there are a lot of uh, traditional headpieces that fit in line with Komaru's design. So it's it's awesome that the Pokemon company is paying so much attention to detail because this looks phenomenal and it's it's a really good translation of you know the the traditional Hawaiian you know native culture and transitioning it into the design of an actual Pokemon like. The scales on its head really, really go above and beyond and make this thing look very traditional in that Hawaiian culture. It's it's, it's a lot of attention to detail, and I, and I love that about this game. This game does it better than any other previous game within the uh, Pokemon series.
1: I'm glad that you noticed that and that you uh, took the time to look that up because I didn't even think about... Um, how this design could reflect Hawaiian culture, but it is really great that Nintendo did their homework and they really did um, study a lot about the the culture that they were going to be
0: influenced from. Well, it's cool because I'm looking at a traditional headpiece right now um, and it has like the scales that are on Koma'o's head, uh, but instead of scales, it's actually made of like seashells. They use the seashells in the same way that, uh, and in almost in exactly the same position that Kommo-o's scales are aligned. It's, it's really cool, man. Like that attention to, that's attention to detail that 90% of people who see this Pokemon aren't going to notice. It's, that's just, it's, it's phenomenal. Like that attention to detail. I could not believe it. And, uh, I didn't notice it on John O, but I, I see it in Hakamo-o a lot more. And I definitely see it in Komo-o. So. You know what? I would
1: love it if uh, he was in uh, Falcon Tournament too.
0: Oh, that would be awesome.
1: They, they come out with a sequel for it, man. They got to add Komo-o because he is badass.
0: Oh, yeah. I definitely want to see it. Especially because his description, man. His description is so good. Yeah. I mean, it. it it sounds like
1: he's going to have an important role to play um, either in the game or maybe the anime, just because they really uh, emphasize that he is there to drive out a great darkness covering the world. And that the reason why he, you know, he doesn't even want to fight weak Pokemon. He's only looking for the strongest because he needs that power and he needs to get strong enough to defeat whatever darkness that, he is you know trying to to go up against so that sounds like maybe possible story elements there in the game maybe not sometimes the descriptions aren't really anything but descriptions but um but
0: yeah i'm, I'm loving this pokemon oh yeah me too now let's move on to a pokemon that neither of us really love but is definitely an improvement over its uh pre-evolution so we have Silvely. Uh Silverly is the evolved form of type Null. So let's go ahead and let's crack this one open. When type Null gains a partner it can trust, it deliberately destroys the restraining device it wears. Once released from that heavy mask, the Pokemon's speed increases substantially. Freed of the restraining effects of its mask, Silvally's senses are heightened and it reverts to its natural temperament. It has a wild nature, but it will obey a trainer that it trusts. And to protect that trainer from danger, it will put its own life on the line. Silverly is said to have been created to oppose a threat. By inserting exclusive items into the drive on Silverly's head, its RKS system can be activated, causing Silverly's somatic cells to mutate and grow. The RKS system enables it to change its type and its cells glow with different colors of light depending on its type. Sylvie Lee's ability is called the RKS system ability, which no previous Pokemon has ever had. By having Sylvie Lee hold items that correspond to each Pokemon's type, it can change its own type. Multi-attack is a move that only Sylvie Lee can learn and its moves types changes based on which type related item Sylvie Lee is holding. So I don't, I don't even know if you can really call this a evolution because it physically doesn't really change much it it really just loses the mask uh and what i'm reading this description makes me think this pokemon is more computer than than animal
1: yeah and it and with the um ability it to to change into any type of pokemon it's like arceus You know, like, and and I don't think that that is just a coincidence because it's almost kind of like a play on words. If you look at uh, the system that it it, that runs it, it it says it's called the RKS system. Those three letters, but if you say that fast, what does that sound like? Archaeus, Archaeus.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Oh my god, dude. I mean it's oh, dude, they you know they
1: did that on purpose. It's not just the ability. RKS, Arceus, like RKS. That is that is deliberate. They did that on purpose. Dude,
0: theory. You gotta make that <laughs> into a theory. Oh my god, I didn't even think about it. Oh, you just blew my fucking mind, bro. Oh my god. If you are not watching the video version, you cannot see the huge smile on my face, people, because I didn't think of it. <laughs> Normally I'm the one that like dives in. And really like goes balls deep into finding like these hidden things like with the headpiece from uh, O, and Mario After Party just blew one out the fucking park yo competition steal that from us steal that from us <laughs> I dare you steal that from us cuz I know y'all cause ain't thinking of that shit right now oh my god ah, ah dude my face <laughs> Steal that. Steal that. Yo, you heard it here first on the Pokemon Corner slash Nintendo Power Zone. We claim that theory. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't even think drop about mic. that. Mic drop. Boom. I, I don't want to. My snowball mic was pretty expensive. <laughs> no, man, that is perfect. I didn't even think about And it makes so much more sense now, too, because of its ability. I I
1: didn't think of it either until you were reading it. And I was like, it sounds like you're saying Arceus. And I was like, holy shit. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Well, and it literally has the same the same abilities as Arceus with the, you know, you know, when you change the plate for Arceus, it changes the type. I know. And its ability is called the Arceus system. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Guys, this is what we do here. We're here to blow your minds. Wow. Oh man, now I don't even know how we're going to do these next two Pokemon because like now I'm like, now I'm like super hyped. I didn't even like this Pokemon when we started.
1: I know. Well, let me get into it. Um, Possibly the ugliest Pokemon ever created. There's a new Alolan form that's been released guys, Alolan Grimer. When the population of the Alola region increased, dealing with their garbage became a serious problem. As a solution, Grimer were imported from other regions. They fed primarily on garbage, so their body composition changed, as did their form. What appear to be teeth in in this Pokemon's mouth are in fact residual toxins from the garbage it eats, which have hardened and crystallized. No method, has been discovered to break down these crystals. Direct contact with them presents a danger. Alolan grimer is always eating garbage, but its constant hunger will cause it to begin eating other manufactured objects if it runs out of garbage to feed on. There are more than 100 Alolan grimer in Alola's garbage processing plants, and all of the garbage produced in the Alola region is taken for use as their food. Um, and there is a type change with this Pokemon. It's now Poison Dark. Um, but, you know, if you thought that Faticate was the ugliest Pokemon in Pokemon Sun and Moon, you were wrong. It is now a Alolan Grimer.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't hate it all that much. It does, it does look off-putting, and its description is nasty. It eats trash. It eats trash. But... If there's an Alolan Grimer, that's your bottom dollar, there's an Alolan muck. So this Pokemon is also Poison Dark. Uh, the ability is Poison Touch and Gluttony. So let's go ahead and get into it. Alolan muck eats whatever is in reach without pausing, and it feels the sharp pains of hunger. It it runs amok. Get it? It runs amok. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> it's thought that voracious appetite stems from an inability to maintain its energy levels without a constant influx of toxins. Toxins have accumulated in Alolan muck's body from its steady diet of various waste products and manufactured materials. This accumulation has brought about a chemical change producing a new kind of toxin. Alolan muck has the same poisonous crystals as Alolan grimer, but they are not limited to its mouth. They extend from all over the surface of its body. Alolan muck uses them to attack just like other Pokémon, use their fangs or claws, and these highly toxic crystals are easily knocked loose, making them extraordinarily dangerous. The Grimer and the Alolan Muck, in, the Grimer and Muck in the Alola region, produce and store their toxins within their body. So unlike the Grimer and Muck in other regions, you won't detect any unpleasant aromas when you draw near one. So reading the description for uh, Alolan Muck, he reminds me a lot of the character uh, Coco from torico uh he has a 500 different kinds of poison in his body and because of that he has like one specific poison in his body that there is like no cure for but he is immune to it reminds me a lot of coco um i don't know if that's something that they threw in there just because or if it's just sheer coincidence but it totally reminds me of that i'm i like the color scheme Alolan muck and uh i like the crystals that have formed over its body it definitely looks a lot more menacing than the traditional muck Would yes. be inter- it'd be interesting though because ash has a muck already in the anime it'd be nice if he could catch an alolan muck t- to be its partner
1: yeah um i you know it's it's kind of amazing how they can make something so ugly but then the evolution is actually pretty. Um, I like this, the color scheme as well, and if you guys haven't seen the demo yet, I suggest that you go um, on YouTube to the uh, Pokemon's uh, YouTube page and uh, and check it out because it's really pretty as the colors cascade down this Alolan look, and it's just kind of on a loop where the colors are, are constantly um, just kind of... Cascading down like a toxic waterfall, but uh, I I like this Pokemon a lot and the typing is great It's poison dark, which means it only has one weakness and that's ground because You know the way that that poison and dark play out where it it kind of um, They they kind of Help each other's weaknesses out and uh, You know, it's a poison Pokemon that's immune to psychic attacks now, which is is great that makes it extremely viable Um, so it's it's resistant to grass poison dark and ghost and um immune to psychic weak against ground it's great when your pokemon only has one weakness Um, and there have only been three pokemon uh you know previous to this one with the same type and that's Drapion, Stunky, and Skunk Tank, Skunk Tank. So, it's you know I-, I think this one is probably going to be the strongest out of all those, and uh, it's it looks like it's just going to be a strong Pokemon in general because Muck has pretty good stats. So, I actually um, look forward to battling with this one.
0: Yeah, this definitely looks like it has a place in. A lot of people's rosters and this goes back to what we've been saying about the Alolan form since the first one was unveiled. Like this is a really good way just to to bring about these great feelings that we have of nostalgia for Gen 1. And it it makes a lot of Gen 1 Pokemon that weren't previously viable in later stages of the game. It makes them viable. Again, uh and it's definitely cool to see, you know, muck. And Grimer getting uh getting getting reupped in this way. I, I'm really digging these these Pokemon, man. Loving these Alolan forms. All right, guys. So let's move on. That's all the Pokemon that that are up. So let's just go ahead and hit up the the new trainers that were introduced into this game. Uh, we had two new characters. The first being Olivia. She is the Kahuna of Akala Island, the second island you visit on your island challenge. Her skill is extraordinary, as can only be expected from someone chosen to serve as Kahuna at such a young age, yet she still insists that she's just a normal girl. I am liking her. I like her. It's, you know, I'm again, more trainers that really reflect the island culture of Hawaii, especially on the more traditional side, you know. She's dark-skinned. She's wearing, like, a flowery, you know, outfit. She's got beads all over her body. Like, she's got beads on her ankle, beads on her wrist. She's also wearing a Z-ring. So, very cool. More attention to detail like this. I'm liking uh, these trainers. And, you know, I'm I'm liking the fact that we're seeing a lot more of the Alola region's personality from its trainers. Like, you really get a sense... Of like the Alolan culture, so to speak, through its trainers. And we have one more trainer. Let's just knock this. Yeah, she
1: is a trial captain, Um, and her name is Ilima, an expert in Normal type Pokemon. Captain Ilima graduated from the Trainers' School and is a hero to the students of that school. there's not a whole lot of information about her, but um, it is kind of interesting that we have a trial captain who specializes in normal-type Pokemon, because uh, I can't remember the last time, if, if there's ever been a time where, um, you know, since these are replacing the gyms, if, if we've ever had a gym leader that uses normal-type Pokemon.
0: Uh, I know we had one in Gen Two. I can't remember. It was a girl. I remember she uses a Mill Tank. And it's been so long since I've played Gold or Silver that I just can't quite remember. I, but it is cool. I, I mean, again, this this character doesn't really look like they're initially from the Alola region. Um, but I, I'm 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 liking her outfit, man. She she's got the uh, the sweater vest. She's a little prep style. And it's it's very interesting to see like all these trainers and trial captains like you know coming forth. They they are badass, man. Like from Kiawe to Ilima, these characters they, they really embody like the, the 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 cavalcade of cultures that you see in in Hawaii. So this is this is awesome, man. I'm really looking forward to like interacting with these characters in game. All right guys. So we have one more thing to talk about before we before we ride off tonight. So, mega evolution returns. This has been a question that's been nagging me since we saw Z moves. Like it has been bugging the crap out of me. I was like is mega evolution gone? Well, it's not. It's here. Um now my real question is, can Mega Evolution be used in conjunction with Z moves? Cause man, if if it is, dude, that's a that's a that's an OCO one hit KO right there.
1: It seems game breaking. I mean, you already know my my feelings about the uh, um, Mega Evolutions. I've never been a fan of them. I feel like it was kind of that by itself was kind of game breaking. If you can do a Z move now with the Mega Evolution, that's that's crazy. I mean I like the Z moves because all the Pokemon can use them, but you know, only certain Pokemon can mega evolve. And even though they had increased that uh to to a lot, you know, there are a lot of Pokemon that can make it evolve now, but um I think you were telling me that in the uh tournament scene the mega evolutions are actually banned
0: yeah they are banned in the in the uh, the vgcc rule format which makes me think that in game they can be used in conjunction with z moves and dude there's just no way that you can mega evolve and then hit a z move and not instantly crush your opponent uh i'm pretty sure they did that to balance the game or maybe they just did it because they want Z moves to be like the new the new part of the meta, the new thing to learn to build the meta around. Uh, so it's it's gonna be interesting. Uh I'm looking at the, the 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 description for this on the website, and it looks like Dexio will be giving you a mega ring in this game. So it's definitely gonna be cool to see a Z-ring on one wrist and a mega ring on the other wrist in game. So I'm very. I'm looking for this. I I was a fan of Mega Evolution. I did think that that it, it helped a certain number of Pokemon that weren't necessarily completely viable to begin with become more viable. Um, like Charizard wasn't really viable in VGC. He's definitely a lot more viable now. I mean, he's definitely not top tier, but definitely viable. Now there were some Pokemon that did not need to Mega Evolve, like Mewtwo. Definitely didn't need any more advantages than what it already had. But he wasn't tournament legal anyway, so. Still, I I thought it was cool. I liked I like watching the, the the forms transform and seeing. Seeing what typings that mega evolutions got. It looks like we kind of get around that with Alolan forms of Pokemon. I really hope that like forms region forms come back in. In the in other iterations of games so like now that we've hit up Sun and Moon, whatever the next Pokemon game that comes out. I would like to see like whatever reasons forms from gold and silver. I would like to see like, you know, a ground type Meryl. Yeah, so That was a lot to take in guys. This was a bigger episode. It was a lot to take in Some cool stuff there more after party hit you with that bomb ass theories for uh Silvani with the uh rks rks Arceus uh jesus oh my god that my my mind is still blown from that like it was too like it doesn't matter covering the rest of the stuff after that theory no no that's a win that's ah like ah, mind blown guys like straight up my mind is blown and ah, now I can't wait to see the role that Titanol has in the game. They have said when Titanol first came out, they said that the character played a majorly important role to the overall story. I can't wait to see the role that it plays now, because I I kind of want to see a battle between Type or you know silvani and Arceus. Because oh, That's awesome That's just Freaking awesome And I can't believe That escaped me I cannot believe That escaped me You gotta work on that Theory tonight brother Make sure <laughs> Put that theory up On uh, on Twitter Tonight Cause well, that's, that's some shit Right there dude
1: Yeah of course uh, But that Speaking of, of Social media links You wanna go ahead and Hit them up
0: Yes Guys you can always hit us up on Twitter at Mario After Party and at Nice1983. And hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Nice1983 Game Collecting. Go ahead and check us out here on YouTube to see a bunch of new content. Season 2 of Game Collecting. We are also working on uh, how to build prestige. Uh, we got a little setback on that because of the, the Pokemon Go update, but Mario After Party is working diligently to provide you with information on that if you're a fan of the pokemon corner and the splat zones which will now be called the nintendo power zone starting this month you can always find new episodes on itunes google play music stitcher radio and you can find the video versions here on youtube if you like the music you use in the show you can always go to gamechops.com or search game chops on youtube and you're gonna find a bunch of fantastic video game remixes at your disposal, you can also find them on iTunes. So go ahead, check them out, download them, support that. Because, guarantee you, best video game remixes you're gonna find in the business. That's gonna be it for this episode of the Pokemon Corner After Party. You got anything left to say, my brother? Stay fresh, stay fresh. RKS system, RKS deuces.
1: your co-host Mario After Party, along with nice One 983. and guys, we're going to get straight into all of the latest Pokemon Sun and News updates from the last two trailers.
0: Pokemon Sun and News. What? You said Pokemon Sun and News. Did I? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Pokemon Sun and News. <laughs> Oh, uh, man, try. All right. It just can't. Okay. <laughs> we're going to take okay. him off the Pokemon Sun and News. <laughs>